Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, podcast number 122. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me for this mediocre podcast, Ian. So we're actually upping our quality level to mediocre finally? Yeah, yes, we are. We're, we're, cool. we're, we're going to the next level, absolutely. <laughs> mediocre is kind of a yellowish brown, right? And of course, that is Mac. Yep. And I'm thankful for my bird. And I'm thankful I was never raped by Bill Cosby. <laughs> Okay, and uh, and Terry, I hope you can up that one. Uh, I'm just thankful for coffee. Thankful for coffee. No, I'm yeah. with you on the thankful for coffee. I and Ian, what 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 are you thankful for? <sighs> okay, excellent. Uh, I am thankful that I never tried to shave with a peeler. I'm thankful, dumbass is here, even though he hasn't been introduced. I'm sorry, and dumbass. Well, he's he's not uh, an American. He's, he, Canadian, he's so being so quiet. He's being he so good. Here I am going. Oh man, <laughs> believe me, we're so technically challenged. Dumbass him, and of course the dumbass himself. All your ass are belong to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how apt! Oh, hey, someone Matt. set you up the bomb. Hey, Mac, I saw a man with a bird in his hair this weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like nesting in his hair, and he was just walking around like no big. Okay. What kind of a bird was it? A small green. Okay. (laughs) So he wasn't homeless. It was a pet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't a pigeon. (laughs) Or he could have been gassed. I don't know. It was very strange. How is everybody doing this evening? Doing all right. Doing pretty good. Yeah. It's probably either a lovebird or a parrotlet. I don't know. I don't know why it was in his hair. And he was just walking around like. He was going to be Radagast. <laughs> it's really weird. Really obvious. <laughs> hey, I, I went to some voodoo shops last week. Ooh. I was down in New Orleans. And so you, you've got to go into at least one voodoo shop. I didn't get to like the, the mother of all voodoo shops. Um, a couple of people told me what the name of it was, but we, I couldn't get down there. I was down there for a conference. And so I, I did get to go and look around at some of the voodoo stuff. That was fun. Did you buy anything? I bought some like little like trinket voodoo dolls for my kids and stuff like that. Do they, do they seem to be taking themselves seriously or was it just obviously? Well, uh, it depends on the are shop. Are you talking about Brian's kids or are you talking about the voodoo shops? <laughs> Sorry, the voodoo shops. <laughs> I think some of them do, but uh, but the ones that I managed to get to were extremely touristy. Okay. But I, at the one shop, the lady told me I was her first customer of the day, and uh, that since I bought Voodoo, she thought that was going to be uh, good luck for her. All right. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Probably having a customer who buys anything is good luck. Right? Well, you know, she's she's um, her store is like the everything store. I mean, she's and she's right. She's right up the way from um um what's the name of the bakery? Oh, I forget the place that has the beignets. Oh, Cafe Dumont, Cafe Dumont, and she's she's right up the way from that, and you know right next to Central Grocery, and so I think she does. I bet she does well. You know, there's a place that has beignets here in Denver. Yeah, what's the name of it? Lucille's. Yeah, I I, I you know I don't think I. Are they as good as Cafe de Mon, though? I mean, come on. I don't know. I'll have to do a taste test. Well, let's go. Let's let's do it. All right. I'm in. There's a shop here in Denver that was trying cronuts, and they were pretty damn good. But I think they only tried them once, so. Cronuts? Cronuts. Cro- croissant donut mix. Oh, yeah. I heard about those. They, so our donut guy locally here in Aurora made something like that. And it was good, but it was so rich and so 
like I had a bite and that was more than enough. Hmm. Well, we'll, we'll have to go to Lucille's and try yes. them out. All right. Well, you know, when I'm not eating donuts, what I really like to do is toss salads. <laughs> it's time for the masturbation moment. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Wow, what an intro. Okay, I feel like I feel like my perv credential are going to go down with this, but is toss salad uh, a, a reference, sexual reference that I'm not getting? Tossing salad is what all the kids call analingus. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. So, uh, yeah. What's more fun than your cookies? Actually, I, I might actually have more respect for you since you didn't know that. <laughs> I have less respect for myself for not knowing that. I'm totally off topic. I'm totally off topic here, but I'm just going to mention that I, I finally looked up Bukake because I, <laughs> I hope you didn't do an image search. No, no. <laughs> uh, all right. It was much. It was much uh, less uh, extreme than I had imagined. I don't know. Oh, really? Why I thought it was something. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Well, uh, can I just say? That we are now going to talk about the ATM pastor. The ATM? Yeah, ass to mouth. Ass to mouth pastor, yes. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know how credible the source is. I have to just put that out there. But th there's this online news site called uh, Udumakalu, which is like all things Africa and Nigeria and stuff. They have a story about a pastor who gets around 15 unmarried women in his congregation to undress and line up on a beach with their glorious asses in the air, whereupon he appears to engage in analingus because some something about a magic kiss from him will attract the husbands. And the photograph for this article is fucking spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> His face is buried. <laughs> okay, so it's it's a line of naked women, right, with their right. asses in the air, right? And man, he is I this it is extremely possible that this site just found this picture and created the narrative around it, right? Right, but what would That's what I was to... wondering when I saw it too. There's yeah. not much in the way of explanation in the in the text there. Yeah. So these women are um, on all fours with their asses in the air and their, their arms and their breasts are kind of in the tide, you know, in the ocean tide as it comes in. And there's some random dude standing in front of them out in the ocean kind of watching this happen. And there's well, maybe I, Scottish. I, who knows? Or that might be a swimsuit. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just surprised his hands aren't in his swimsuit. <laughs> but, I, I guess my question is, is the pastor reading left to right or right to left? I don't know. I think I counted about 15. I, I couldn't quite, you know, they kind of fade off in the distance and it's hard to differentiate. But If I he is reading left to right, then he's got a long road ahead of him. <laughs> Here, so, yeah, thing. it's the, a, I don't know what's happening, but it's awesome. The way this reads, if, he, if he has almost done that line, then the, then the other women are just kneeling there with their asses in the air like, okay, we're done, uh, but we just stay here okay there's there's something weirdly i like i think it's hilarious but there's something weirdly sort of cattle call about it too right <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> well, it says, okay, but I mean, this is only one paragraph. <clears throat> right. That's the whole story. We, we need a, we need a sexy read of this. Mac, oh. are you up uh, to it? Okay. Give me your best sexy read of this. I think we need a Morgan Freeman voice, but I can't do one. Oh, no. Uh, let me do it. Okay. You do I it. Do Morgan Freeman? No. <laughs> but I'll do, I'll put on my best. Okay. Good. Yeah. My best sexy voice. Little oh, huskier. Nice. Little huskier. The world is truly <laughs> coming to an end. It has been revealed that the pastor in this picture asked his female members who are spinsters to a beach where they were asked to undress and kissed on the ass as a sign for them to receive their prospective husbands, which they quickly agreed to. Can you imagine such madness? <laughs> madness? <laughs> That that was, this that was, that was good. is Sparta. That is that is excellent. That was very good, dumbass. You almost cracked up a few times, but man, I got to hand it to you because that, <laughs> because that was tough. It's brilliant. I think. I don't think it's madness. I think. Uh, yeah. I, think I mean, as good. as a religious ritual, I think this is a great religious ritual. If it's just like you know uh, a little. Uh, uh, Getting kissed on the ass, you know, is kind of a, a ritual to um, to help uh, get perspective, uh, you know, put your the energy out into the universe to get a perspective <laughs> husband type of deal. I mean, that that is a pretty cool ritual. Do you think that he's you know, just really, getting? Is he just really getting? Is, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, is he just getting started, or is he, or is he getting to the end of the line? That's what. Well, that's yeah, what we, that, we were asking right that. To left yeah. Right, left uh, right. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know. Is, what uh, is in his what is in his left hand? What is that in the pastor's left hand? Is I, that? I, I if I had to guess, I'd say a towel. But I'd say a dildo. That's what it looks <laughs> to me. I don't know. Um, you know, this really this looks to me less Christian in nature and more uh, pagan magical. Oh yeah, I don't think this would be Christian. I mean, nobody's claiming. Nobody's cl- says. Well, he's a pastor. Well, but they they're saying pastor, but we kind of use it interchangeably, right? Yeah. Who are these people lined up on the right to I don't watching know. the like photographing or whatever the women's asses? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are these the perspective suitors? Maybe, the... maybe. <laughs> they, well, they are, should give it a go. They are they bona fide right? suitors? Is the question. <laughs> well, they're waiting for the taste test to be done so they know which one's their flavor. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but shouldn't they be doing the tasting? Exactly. I mean, come on. This I pastor mean, shouldn't just be the only right. one tossing D- Does he, does he, does he like use a cracker in between to freshen up? Maybe I a don't mint? Know. <laughs> like, I don't even want to think about the biohazard implications. I'm, I'm thinking communion wafer, but it could be wrong. <laughs> there are a lot of comments of people, people like, oh, this is so disgusting. Uh, this is, has nothing to do with God. And it's like, I'll grow up. <laughs> yeah. These are, these are consenting adults. But you know. are they? But are they? See, I well, as, as far as I can tell, they're consenting adults. I mean, if they were tricked into the like, if he said that he had a magic tongue that will guarantee them a husband if he licked their ass, then no, that was the uh, that was a different pastor. Yeah, I, I know there were there there was some like, uh, did, did we cover this? Some um, some guy who uh, told magic uh, demon, the demon, vagina demon ghost, vanishing penis. Yeah, yeah, or some say, yeah, he. Um, yeah, yeah, wasn't there like his sperm would cure diseases or something? It's your vagina well, oh, ghost. There was yeah. a there was a guy who's who had oh. magic magic demon banishing penis. So. Yeah, that was the vi- yes, yes, there, yeah, the vagina there was that ghost. Too. Yeah, yeah, but did he discuss the- consent? Like, I don't know. I 
I probably said the same thing then too, that I, if they have been told a lie, I don't know if it's full consent. Yeah. yeah if they've been told a lie, if the, if they've been told that this is just a ritual that, uh, is intended to uh, put energy uh, out into the universe to uh, allow them to be receptive to get a new husband or whatever, then I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, okay. I, you know, as far as, like, um, things go that are, like, defiling and whatnot, this is, it, it's not too bad if they, if they got tricked into it, I suppose. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's not a good judgment to make, but it just seems like this is just too crazy to... <laughs> Well, I, I mean, if it's real and all of that, it speaks to the power <clears throat> that religious leaders have over people. You know, I think my favorite comment is Apostle Apostle Kialo James. I guess it, it who, does. Who writes in bad English and then corrects his bad English with worse English. <laughs> it it doesn't bother me as much as like the vagina ghost guy did, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That was the guy. That, okay, that was it. Yes. That's right. Yeah, it doesn't bother yeah, there was, me. There was way, the vagina yeah. ghost guy, and like I said, there was something a while back mm. about a guy who said his sperm could cure diseases or something. Yes. Here's the thing. They're, none of them are tied down. None of their ankles are tied. They they look – it looks as consenting as they – I mean, as you can possibly get from a picture, so. <laughs> it does, but I'm going to call coercion. You Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Well, you know, I, 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 don't, I, I don't have uh, a problem with, you know, like – ritual sex acts uh in performing one's religion i mean yeah but he's not framing it as a sex act we don't think do no we? but uh but but things along those lines you know ritual nudity and uh, ritual touching ritual sex acts things like that i i think you know um uh, as long as people aren't feeling pressured into doing that or being being told that if they don't engage in this that's you know that that it's bad for their spiritual health or whatever. Yeah, but don't you think there's a lot of social pressure for these spinster old ladies to or whatever, however they're treated in this society, to do whatever they can to get a husband? Well, I don't know if I don't know if spinster old lady is what we're is what we're talking about here. They call um, them. I don't know. I yeah. don't know what age you would consider somebody a spinster in this culture, but they don't really look to be. You know, none of them look to be like more than older than 30 and most of them probably look younger right but they use the word spinsters in the article so maybe it's a colloquialism or something for that well it it could you know, be that it could hmm. be in their culture a spinster is anybody who's not married at the age of 19 sure you know, we're, we're all shaped by our cultures to a certain extent and have a lot of like cultural influences on us uh, I'm, I'm not sure that means that uh the things that we do um are necessary should be considered you know against our will you know, like we 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 have pressures. We we have different things that are set up by our cultures. But I, I think you know we we still have the it's free will to engage in this kind of action. Sure, I just I just want to acknowledge that they were probably under societal and religious pressure, and like I said, a little bit of coercion maybe from this guy if he said. I'm going to do this magic thing to your ass we and have, it's going to get you a husband. We have no idea. We have a picture. That's we all we really have. We, we, don't even, we don't even know that the paragraph applies to the picture. We don't right. really know. It's you know, the, the, yeah, we the, have, we have a fragment of a story. The thing is, is that Americans especially have a, have a big, um, like the, the butt is like, you know, it's considered dirty and, you know, it's not something that, you know, you know, ass to mouth is not, you know, something that, you know, people don't readily admit to enjoying, right? And considering, mm. and you know, depending upon what what cultural extraction you come from, 
even even mm. if it's not considered dirty, you consider it your least attractive feature, perhaps. Sure, perhaps. Not for these ladies. No. 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 They have beautiful asses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we we better go on and find out what the uh, what what the protein content of sperm is. Right. So last show we covered that uh, Starbucks story when the um, Harlem pastor claimed that Starbucks flavors their lattes with sodomite semen, and I during that discussion I offered to research the nutritional content of ejaculate. Yeah. So uh, I well, love specifically. Did you research the nutritional content of, of sodomite ejaculate? See, I didn't. I you know, I was thinking that my uh, data set is small. And so uh, I was mentioning to my oh. husband, there's a, a British rowing team called the Warwick Rowers, who may or may not be sodomites, but I could certainly go sample their ejaculate for research okay. purposes. Because I'm <laughs> thinking that if they're, if they're actual sodomites, and then they're probably undernourished degenerates, and there's, their content is probably lower in nutrition. Oh, Mac, they are not undernourished. I, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> they are See, this is my theory. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to have you test that. Uh, the abs of a young man who rose competitively is, are pretty spectacular. But anyway, <laughs> there's you a know, whole team of them. <laughs> I, I have to, I'm going to add something here. The Warwick Rowers. <laughs> They're yeah. actually, I should plug them because they, um, they put out a calendar and a video <clears throat> and stuff uh, to fund um, the, their team, but also to fund a project that has to do with LGBT acceptance in sports. So there's actually like a, a humanist um, effort behind their beautiful, glorious, naked bodies. Anyway, what was I? What, oh, yeah, yeah. So the <laughs> nutritional content of ejaculate. <laughs> Jezebel has a great article. Um, it's like a nutritional facts label for ejaculate, and it's just hilarious. Um, I was going to just hit the high points. So they call a serving size one load, <laughs> which I thought was <laughs> 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 that, that was awesome. <laughs> well, that's not a very precise measurement. <laughs> well, they go on. They, they drill it down. How it's, many grams in a load? It's 3.4 milliliters, or about three-quarters of a teaspoon, in the average. Uh, and I, I fact-checked that against uh, Wikipedia, so I know I have two dubious <laughs> sources now. But <laughs> Anyway, Wikipedia seemed to confirm the 3.4 milliliters. Or three quarters of a teaspoon. Okay. All right. Uh, less than one calorie typically, which is so like it's not going to get you too fat. Uh, one load delivers. Wait, <laughs> is, that's the same as a Tic Tac, right? I don't know. Yeah, Tic Tac. <laughs> yeah, just checking. One load delivers 171 uh, like milligrams of protein, which is about uh, six one thousandth of an ounce. Uh, the sodium content is 10.2 milligrams, which I thought would be higher. Uh, and the nutritional content overall is pretty underwhelming, but ejaculate does contain 3% of the recommended daily allowance for copper and zinc. So if you are lacking in those vital minerals, you know, you could get 3% of that from ejaculate. So uh, how, how, how many calories is it if, you, if they have enough to pour on your cereal? <laughs> yeah, I think that you need more than one load. So <laughs> I don't know how many loads it takes. This is the problem with uh, with getting that much semen into all these lattes, too. Well, that's exactly it. <laughs> it was a small load, so I took care of it by hand. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was talking you know, about you know what? They're, they're just uh, – this has to be wrong. I mean, um, the – 
they might say it's sodomite semen, but you know, they have to be using semen from uh, multiple different sources. They, it can't be just sodomite semen. Uh, they must be using heterosexual semen in there as well. Yeah, there can't possibly be enough sodomites to flavor all the lattes, for don't the love think, of God. Don't you think that whale semen might be a better source? Well, well, hold on a second. I don't think they're actually doing it for the love of God. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so, uh, so Wikipedia has a whole section, interestingly, dedicated to semen ingestion, which includes this statement. The limited studies on the health benefits of semen ingestion are positive. So there you have it. And then HuffPo has an article called Semen Health Benefits. It really does have all the nutrients of a protein shake, which it might in trace amounts, but it's not in the quantities comparable to the protein shakes I drink after long bike rides. Although if I'm low on zinc and copper after a bike ride. And uh, also for those listeners looking to expand semen ingestion beyond just your Starbucks latte, uh, I've included a cookbook link in the show notes. It's like cooking with cum kind of thing. So. <laughs> wow. Okay, honey. Um, yeah, that blender is just for your use. I need three quarters so of a you- teaspoon. That's right. Can you imagine? What are you doing? I'm making the muffins. <laughs> tiramisu. Oh. Tiramisu was one of the recipes. And I love tiramisu. It's so, it totally grossed me out. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Anyway, so there you have it for uh, scientific purposes: the nutritional content of ejaculate. So I, I put up a quick link to Sunday morning breakfast cartoons. Oh, that's hilarious! Mm. Yeah. Exactly. So there's this woman going down on a man. He goes, "What are you doing down there?" I'm using the Monte Carlo method to determine how to touch your penis. I flick random areas of your penis, interpret your responses positive, negative, neutral, and then develop a probability distribution oh why don't you just communicate with me yeah right can you imagine the sample bias (laughs) 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 so it it seemed to fit with everything else you were gonna go down there oh that's awesome all right so secretary of the interior makes a weird masturbation reference yeah um have you guys read through this i have not no yes i skimmed it yeah um, basically, I, I don't know. I think it's uh, about nothing. I think whoever wrote this article, uh, well, let me, let me tell you what, uh, the Please. quote is actually. Uh, they're, they're visiting visitor center talking about, uh, all of the displays and stuff, uh, and about their interactivity. She says, this interactive center is just that, interactive and encourages people to touch. So, f- so for those of us who have children or grandchildren, or even if we like, we love to touch ourselves, there's some great stuff out there. I, I guess uh, I, I think what what she meant well you, you know if if you rearrange it what she meant was even if we ourselves love to touch I think is what she meant to say but a lot of people are taking this as a masturbation reference like even if we love to touch ourselves I I don't think that's what she meant though I think she meant tact like we enjoy using our hands as a sensory right. input like I said that. even if we love we even if we ourselves love to touch if if that was reworded right. right. So people yeah. are jumping on her uh, for for because they they want to make a bigger deal out of this than it is. Well, everybody okay. wants to always make a bigger deal out of how in Bill Bill O'Reilly's America, right? <laughs> America, America. That's right. Guns. I think it's stuff. pretty obvious that she wasn't actually making a masturbation reference, but it, it, it's it's funny the way if if you interpret it that way. Yeah, everybody clutches their pearls about it. Yeah, <laughs> which is a masturbation <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> I hope they got the whole necklace. <laughs> okay. I'm clutching my pearls right now. <laughs> yeah, boy. Now I'm going to be thinking about that song all night. Uh, the, oh, I thought you were thinking about the song about analingus that I put in. Oh, yeah, oh. which is which no, is really good. But it's, it was yeah. either it was either going to be. When I think you, when I think about you, I touch myself. Or "Pearl Necklace" by ZZ Top. Looks like "Pearl Necklace" by ZZ, ZZ Top is the winner, though. Not "Let Me Lick Your Asshole." No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. To each his own, I guess. Well, for that matter, there's a there's a song. I don't remember who did it, but it was some comedian did. I want to kiss her butt. She won't let me. I want to whisper sweet nothings in her rear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> well, would the Catholic Church have jurisdiction there? Ian? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> the, the, sorry the, Chad, like, not all there tonight. Little under the weather. Yeah, yeah. I, I set you up, and you let us all down. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, I, yeah, I thought it was pretty obvious that that uh, she wasn't making a masturbation reference because it just doesn't make any sense in that context. No, it, but there it are doesn't. a lot of people in the comments. We're like, oh, this is disgusting. How could she say something like that? Things like that. So, can you imagine? You're with Michelle Obama. I would be like, I would just be stammering, what the fuck ever, you know, trying to not be an idiot. Part part of the problem is is that 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 doesn't come to a masturbation reference in in context to this podcast either. It doesn't it doesn't even make the bar. <laughs> It's a huge stretch. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the article at least uses the word masturbation. Uh, it, that's that's true, but I mean, when we want when we're asking for masturbation comments, you know, we're we're talking about you know going straight to you know one eyed Willie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there was nothing about uh, masturbation in the ass kissing pastor either. Well, <laughs> so well, there, yeah. Wait a minute, Brian. Wasn't one eye one wasn't one eyed Willie the pirate in Goonies? No, I, uh, <laughs> no, my, my point was that her reference that doesn't even, you know, I mean, it isn't even register as far as like, no. but, you know, it's, yeah. No, but it was fine. It, it does go to show the, the amount of, um, absurdity. Well, the, the amount of attention people put yeah. into things if it has to do with masturbation and, and how people are really sensitive <clears throat> to the subject. Right, which is when we make masturbation references on this show, we make sure they're explicit and and you're sure. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, let's get off on the next story. Okay. <laughs> Could you be a little more explicit about <laughs> Can that? Can I be more explicit? <laughs> uh, so, in our what the fuck are they thinking segment this week, we got two different stories. Uh, the first one. Catholic Church says federal court has no jurisdiction over it because religious freedom. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so this one uh, church, uh, da, 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 the, actually, uh, it's a school connected to the, it's a Catholic school. St. Vincent D. Paul School in Fort Wayne, Indiana. This one woman um, was trying to get pregnant and she was having problems and decided to go for in vitro um, fertilization, which required her to request some time off. Well, uh, not even two weeks later, she got a pink slip from them. And apparently the reason for it was because she was a grave immoral sinner. And needless to say, she um, is suing them 
Uh, doesn't necessarily say if she's trying to get her job back or just trying to get a settlement from them. But um, the school itself has come forward and said, well, we actually um, are above the court system because it's our religious freedom to do what we please. Is Thanks that, to Scalia. Uh, what? That, I don't know. That sounds like an interesting argument, but uh, do they pay their employees taxes? As far as I know. Okay. So it seems to me they've already admitted that they are working within the federal system. You know what? Here's here's the thing. It's like in Colorado, I mean, I can fire you because I don't like your high hair color, right? Um, you can go and get unemployment after that, but I'm not sure how much recourse you have. Can you fire you know, someone in Colorado because you don't like their skin color? Yeah, that would be racism for sure. So, so probably not, right? Yeah, you you guys know how that that I how I feel about that kind of thing. A little bit controversially, I guess. I I think that people should be able to fire you for whatever reason they want. But I mean, the law is the law, and to say that you're above the law because of your religion—that's just stupid. Yeah, I mean, they're saying they don't even need to go to court; they can ignore the whole process. It's like, wait a moment. <laughs> well. I mean, the, the tact that the ACLU is talking about here taking is that this is sexism. And I'm not even sure that – the. I mean, the, she's going and doing in virtual fertilization, <clears throat> which the Catholic Church does consider to be immoral. But, of course, not straight across the board. They're kind of iffy on it depending on who's in charge. So that yeah. so that doesn't seem to be consistent. Um, I wonder if you could get them on that because they're not consistent about that. Well – it, it, are they saying that being able to fire this woman is a cornerstone of their religion? Well, because yes. if not, then then it's not really a religious a religious freedom. They're saying that she's she is an immoral sinner because she did in vitro fertilization. Isn't it similar to the Hobby Lobby strongly held belief standard? It, it might well, be. That, this it article makes well a reference be. to that one. Yeah. It, it does say if you thought Hobby Lobby was extreme, you haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. Listen, I think this is disgusting, but I, I'm not positive they can't do this. Well, that's one of the scary things. What happens if this actually goes through and they're said, okay, and you know, somehow there's a legal precedent set that says, okay, the churches are above some of this stuff. So, Brian, could you fire an employee who was getting in vitro fertilization because you didn't like the fact that she was getting in vitro fertilization? I don't think that my company could. Right. right? So but what does the church get to? Be... Uh, because they're the church. Because they're the church. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. They they have different. The yeah, yeah, I agree. It has to be an equal playing field. If yeah. if yeah. other companies can't fire people for these reasons, then the church shouldn't be able to either. In, in that, if that's the case, then no, I think that I think that I would be in big trouble for that. My company would be, you know. Um, of course, I'm not an HR person. We need an HR person to to talk to <laughs> about this shit. Right. You know. Uh, or a representative of the church to explain what the fuck the problem is with in vitro fertilization. Is well, it just? I th think technically because half, uh, most of the um, embryos are going to be discarded in the end, and we can't use them for stem cell research because that's immoral also. You so know, you have to dispose of them. It's like, well, wait, everything to do with it's immoral, even though the central idea is bringing life into the world. There is a different. Set of criteria to be hired by the Catholic Church. You're expected to be a believer. You're expected to follow their moral system. Um, I don't know if that has to be in writing, but it's kind of implicit. If you're being hired by the Catholic Church, you are, you are expected to, you know, to, you, there's different standards when they hire you than when another company hires you too. Um, you know, cause like when you go to a company, they have a, a manual that says, you know, you, you're, you get, if you're a male, you can't have long hair. 
Um, if you're, if you're a female and you have long hair, it must be in a hairnet at all times. So they, they have a manual saying what you can and cannot do, right? Um, so if the Catholic Church has those things written out explicitly, then I think that they would be okay. But, well, that, that's a whole different can of beans, and I have some issues with that myself. In fact, I, I have a sketch I want to write. So it, it's, it goes back to the, um, you know, people who didn't want to make a gay wedding cake because, a, a wedding cake for a gay couple because it was against their morals. And, yeah, but here's the thing is that I'm going to side with dumbass on this and say that they, they were right. Okay, that, that was so okay. whether or not the church is right is actually not the issue here. Right, though. okay. They're still that's trying true. to say they're above uh, the law. Yeah, well, that's true. Whether it's legal or not is different. Yeah. The, the, what they're saying is we don't need to go to court. We don't have to acknowledge your court has any power over us to address the issue. We yeah, that's are the real, that's, religiously that's the really ridiculous that. part. And that's where it gets scary to me is the idea that they're even trying this because we've often talked about the can of worms that get open, do, opening the door to all sorts of things. I, I don't want to see this go for it. I want to see every court strike this down without hesitation because if it's something that actually gets any momentum, it gets any following, it is dangerous. Yeah, but you know, I think I can't, that they I can't, can, Im- I I can't think imagine. That... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ian. I, I can't imagine that, uh, <laughs> that the government is going to let, um, let them get away with this, that, yeah. that the courts are going to say, Oh, okay, then on your way. But they often do is the problem. Religion seriously in this country get, gets a lot, gets cut a yeah, lot well, of leeway. Too much, way too much. Yeah, well, they get ignored by the um, IRS, right? Um, you know, they don't get audited, and that's one reason why you got all these mega churches bringing in all this money that clearly isn't going to help the poor and the needy. Because they don't have to account for anything they do. Well, it doesn't so, have to help the poor and the needy. It, it has to, as long as it's being going back into the internal organization. When it becomes a problem, was when no, they're the, buying the, public property. Part of what makes them a nonprofit, and part of the reason why they get um, the tax exempt and stuff like that, is they are saying they are helping the poor. The money is going to a charitable organization. I don't, I don't think that that's the only yes. reason they're a nonprofit. But I don't think that that's the only reason that, that they that's are one of the. Things in there is they have to. I, I think it's so much or something like that. They have to make sure um, they are doing what they claim they are about in you order know, to get that tax exempt status. I, I don't think I don't that, think that that's true. Um, and in fact, if it is true, it's certainly not being followed. But I didn't think that that was the criteria. No, I, I'd read an article on that. Um, I, I I wish I could cite where it was. But yeah, it so talked about I. how these, all these churches are not giving the, their money to. The poor, or, you know, to help people like they claim they're supposed to, which is how they get the tax exempt status. But the IRS isn't about to even try to go in and um, audit them because um, so the churches that, are being held true. to a different that's, standard. That's not true because that's what the that's why the FFRF sued the um, the IRS and the and and they settled with the IRS and the IRS agreed that it would that it would um, that it would start looking at these cases again. I I don't know how long ago I read the article. I don't know how outdated the information is. Well, was, the FFRF you know, information is you know just from a couple months ago. I think that they can actually technically fire her for the in vitro fertilization under the principle of omnia tempore sacra es sperma. Okay. How long did it take you to come up with that one? I had to go to Google Translate and find every sperm is sacred. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I figured it meant. Nice. (laughs) So my argument, and I realize it's a fallacy and dumbass is going to call me on it, but it's always a slippery slope thing, right? So they are against in vitro fertilization. Well, what if they're against uh, like a drug to help you ovulate more? 
and then I get well, fired because uh, whatever. You let know? me let me tell you something about slippery slopes. I mean, uh, to make a slippery slope argument that one thing necessarily leads to another, and, and not uh, building up the connection properly, that that is a bit of a fallacy. But you know, slippery slopes do happen, and uh, it, it it is a thing to say like, well, you know, if um, you know, like, what if if you can show uh, that one thing naturally leads uh, to another, there there is such a thing uh, as that kind of thing happening. So, so just to talk about a slippery slope isn't necessarily a fallacy. Okay. So I think that I think that you're right. That be, I mean, certainly we saw with the Hobby Lobby argument that it that it is a slippery slope, right? It's not just a fallacy that it that it is leading to. I mean, we saw the Mormons using it, and now we're seeing other people using it, right? Using it, and, and, and it's being used in such a way that, you know, it's, it's becoming egregious. Basically, what we're seeing is the Christians in America doing exactly what they're saying we need to be afraid that the Muslims want to do to America. Yeah, but, the, <laughs> but that's okay, though, because the Christians are persecuted. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and back to uh, Slippery Slopes, there is a well-known phenomenon called legal creep, where uh, laws get set for one purpose, can, you know, based on their wording, can be applied to much more broadly, and that and that tends to creep out and do a kind of a slippery slope type of thing there. So, um, if a case like this would set a precedent, then uh, yeah, there there could be a, a little bit of a slippery slope there. And then you could say, I'm not going to pay, I'm going to fire you, or I'm not going to cover uh, HIV drugs because only sodomites get hiv or (laughs) you know it's it's a fallacy if i say allowing gays to marry is going to lead to children having sex in school sure i mean that that's a a fallacious argument but slippery slope is not always a um yeah i mean uh, like uh you if you if you build like a string of uh of things that are that are going to happen and you 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 haven't but you haven't shown that the that the links between those things uh, are probable to happen, and that's just, that that's a fallacy. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So the, it, and but it, you're right that if this does happen, it does set precedent that you know for yeah. somebody else to use. Absolutely. And that's where it gets scary for me. And that's why you know when the Supreme Court says, "Well, this isn't you know this isn't to set a precedent," that's ridiculous. Right. Right. You it's can't the say that. Court. You can't yeah. say exactly. You're the Supreme Court. Of course, you're setting a precedent. That's right? what they do. That's that's, that's their, their job. job is to set precedents. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I believe the members of the Supreme Court are are appointed by precedents, <sighs> or at least yeah. you know nominated. <laughs> okay. So on to our second. What the hey, fuck but you know, wait, but you, now uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to figure out why why churches are, are um don't pay taxes now. We have I'll to. Have we have, that. That has to be. We we have to follow up on that. We I'll should do that on the next show. Yeah. 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 Okay. So for our second, what the fuck are they thinking of the podcast? Ah, the article is titled "Deny Your Atheism or Cancel Your Charity Event." <laughs> and th- this is another one of those things that shows just how extreme uh, Christians can get. Um, so, well, not just Christians. Well, now, hold on a minute, because everybody gets extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things. Not just Christians. Yeah. So we're not doing we're not doing Christian bashing. We're Religious pointing about idea. we're pointing oh. out any any people who are doing something dumbass that no no, no offense dumbass, but any <laughs> people who are doing something stupid. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, um, Typhoon Yolanda struck the Philippines. Uh, the members of the American Humanist, yeah, Humanist Association 
donated over $30,000 to humanist charities, basically to help them for relief efforts. Well, so, you know, they go and they show up to... Uh, da, 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 let's see if I can... Thistles uh, from Barangay? Oh, the, uh, Barangay is, I guess, the word for neighborhood of Ilpil in Omak City, where the families had been displaced by the typhoon. To hmm, organize we should, an event, we should, just, were, uh, we should just apologize now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to pronounce them well. I'm a bit stuffed it, up, and you nailed it, even, Ian. <laughs> yeah, even when I'm good, I... <laughs> Marcella Langseth. Oh no, that's the member. So, anyways, uh, they show up and were immediately refused. They went to a second neighborhood who agreed to hold the event for them and provide the space. However, the days leading up to the event. They get everything set up and, you know, um, put banners up and really, um, you know, get, get it looking good for the people to come in and get, um, pick up the boxes of food to help them out. But they put up uh, American Humanist Association sign with the slogan, good without a God. And, Which is their slogan. It's not like they yeah, made it up for this event. This right. is their slogan. Yeah, I, I uh, they, they probably weren't doing a hard sell where they were handing out atheist literature or anything right. like that. No, they weren't. They're, they're, but... Uh, some people showed up and saw the banner and got quite upset, and the police were actually brought in. And there was a bit of some issues because, like, well, we, these, this is the group that's actually sponsoring this. That This is the group that's giving you guys food without anything else in return. All they want is to show that they're doing it. And finally, a compromise was reached. They had to fold up the banner so that Good Without God was hidden. Mm. You know, yeah, I guess, I guess in order to... Um... Like if if you it's the putting out the slogan isn't that important I suppose just putting out uh, the logo is good enough and if you want to like uh, in certain places if you want to make sure you don't ca- cause a stink with people's uh, uh, people uh, the the way people uh, will react to it there maybe just put put up the logo and not uh, the good without God thing. Uh, because of course, it, like I said, they're not trying to do the hard sell or convert people over to atheism or anything right. like that. They just want to give away food. And but uh, they were making a point. They didn't have to make that point to give away the food. Right? Isn't it kind of pandering? I mean, if if you're going to go out and you're going to do a good thing, right? That that's great. Go do your good thing. But you don't have to do it in the name of the church or in the name of you know secular America. Just go right. do it. The fact yeah. that the fact that they had to put up. You know, they could have just said American Humanist Association and, and left it like that. That's that's fine. There's no reason yeah. to to say, hey, listen, we don't believe in God and we're doing good things. So the hell what? It doesn't matter. Just go do the good thing. Yeah. Well, uh, that's well, that's basically what they decided on too. I mean, they yeah. they covered up the good without uh, good without God uh, thing or whatever whatever it was. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> if they just put up their logo just to show that they're there. I mean, I, I think that's an acceptable compromise. You you because yeah. uh, what you're all about is doing the good. Churches should be doing the same exact thing. They should they shouldn't be out there telling people, "Hey, you know, uh thank God for this meal that we're about to give you." Right? right? They should just be doing the good thing. Well, it was a few years ago we covered the um the the what was the earthquakes in Cuba, I think, with um the the church has spent all this money on talking Bibles to hand out. Oh, like, yeah, well. That's not oh, going yes. to help you get them food and stick. Right, exactly. Get them, get them what they know. need. Yeah, there there is pandering. And, and that's, you know, in the end, that's what's most important. And that's what um, these people figure. It's like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll be nice and hide our religious beliefs, 
in order to make sure we can still help you get the, the stuff you need. The problem is that there's a double standard. If, yeah, it, right. if there had been a, if there had been a, a sign praise God up there, no one would have said anything. The fact that it says good without God, right? There is a double standard here. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the good without God is, if I'm not mistaken, is like kind of an overall campaign goal too, to it sort is. of it just is. make the public aware that people who are atheists do good work too. No, it's fine. But, but if somebody has a problem with it, just do the, just do the right thing and, and, right. and cover it up. Which right. is no. what they did. Yeah, yeah. which is but, great. But it does show, and I've even experienced it myself, is a belief that atheists can't be good. Atheists well, yeah. can't do good. They can't be charitable. They're always out for their own, you know, we're selfish. We're immoral. We're these horrible, horrible people. And it, it really is being taught to uh, believers that we're like that and that uh, you can't trust us. I know. Well, and, it's because where do they get their morals from? They go around wearing wool and cotton all the time. <laughs> so I'm glad that they did the right thing. Yes, there's a double standard. I, I get it. But I, I, on the other hand, you know, there's sometimes – there's just too much pandering going on on both sides. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's kind of reminds me of like when, um, uh, you know, pe- people want their names on, you know, I donated X amount of money to this organization or my business, you know, it's like advertising or status seeking or, you know, some kind of, instead of just anonymously or quietly doing it. Right, I'm like, just I'm just remembering uh, George Carlin's sketch because he was talking about celebrities telling you about all the good work they're doing. Okay. <laughs> But it's it's yeah. the same kind that's of thing. All, that's right? also that thing yeah. that I mentioned before. How like you know I've gotten those gifts. You know like this much has been donated in your name to such and such charity, and right. it's like I I don't feel all that great about it since I didn't have anything to do with it. Right? <laughs> hey, yeah, we had a big discussion about that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Let's talk about Brian Fisher. No, which one is this? No, well, which... no, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. This is this is a two parter. Okay. Okay. But it's also a follow up to, I, I'm pretty sure we talked about um, the initial story way back when. We probably did. Because it sounds familiar. Okay. So, uh, back in January of 2003, uh, public high schools in Orange County, Florida actually went through and allowed churches to start uh, distributing Bibles. This, of course, led to various legal disputes that came up, and um, it was cited, okay, um, FFR, if we yeah FFRF wanted to put FFR, out books yeah. by by Hitchens and Dawkins and Sam Harris and and the, and they didn't want those there so there was a legal battle right and basically it was agreed that non-Christian groups will be given the exact same rights to do that as the churches do well the um the um free, the CFFC actually did not get their paperwork done properly or something like that. They, they felt they didn't get it in by the deadline. Because the, the lawsuit was still ongoing at the time that the... And well, and the, yeah, also, and, they were never actually informed that they could show up. Right. Yeah, that, that was some interesting stuff. Yeah. However, the Satanic Temple got word of um, being able to do this, and they um, have filed a formal request to give away a, um, the, the Satanic Children's Big Book of Activities. Basically, a Satanic Church coloring book, which I really would love to get a hold of. Hey, it was not just coloring book. I looked through that. There was some There was some brain teasers in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Activity book. Is that better? Yeah. Activity <laughs> book is better. It's a more accurate description. But, uh, I mean, you look at this, I mean, they're clearly, I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're you know, the, the symbolism and everything in here, they're, they're really just hamming it up. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it looks like to me. But I, I'd love to get a copy of one of these coloring books. They oh, really absolutely. sound amusing. 
So, anyways, needless to say, the response has been okay. Well, uh, Ian, but, Ian, you can just you can download the whole thing. Yeah, you can download a PDF of the whole thing. You don't have to love okay. to get a copy of it. You can download it. a physical copy would still be cool to have. Yeah, print it out. Yeah, but you know, put it on the mantelpiece. Have people come in and say, "Wait a minute, what?" So, anyways, the not surprising thing. Once more, we you know talking about the Christians opening these doors that they don't like opening once everything else comes through. Needless to say, they are tr- the Orange County School Board is trying everything they can to close the door now, and from it, um, you know, all, all the religious stuff because this has frankly gotten out of hand. I think we've seen a group or groups take advantage of the open forum we've had. Which is true. The Christians took advantage. Yes. But they did it for the Christians to take advantage of. That's right. the difference. Yeah. So when it got taken advantage of by another religious group, oh, no, that wasn't okay. That was totally to blindsided. You, you, you <laughs> tell me the other religions are going to do the exact same thing we're doing? Right. So so, so what they're going to do is what they should have in the first place. They're going to go, you know what? We're going to go back to not letting outside literature in. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's like, hey, that? hey, this is what it took for you to make the right choice? Yeah. Well, those darn, those darn Satanists ruin everything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's all fun and games till the Satanists show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it becomes even more fun, but. Well, it's it all fun and games are. until somebody loses an eye on a goat's horn. <laughs> Yeah, and then Brian Fisher had to step in. Yeah. So, oh, and this is where you know this actually feels a little bit like the other the Catholic Church saying they're above the law. We now have Brian Fisher coming in and declaring that the First Amendment of the Constitution is only related to Christianity. Well, what it's, he says, what he says, as uh, declares that the that a in a column for Renew America that the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution grants the freedom of religion must only be applied to Christianity. There you go. <laughs> you know, I, I think he's right, though, because, God, he's got gray hair. He's got to have something going for him. He's here's an the old thing. white dude. Of course he's here's right. Here's the thing, that we're talking about the Bill of Rights. Who wrote the Bill of Rights? Uh, a bunch of skeptics. James Madison. God did. God did, right. God did, right. <laughs> but, but, but God wrote it through James Madison. And what did James Madison think of religion? I think it's a two thumbs down. Yeah. Well, one of the other things I always love these um, what the founding fathers intended ideas because exactly. it's the ridiculous. founding fathers were actually pretty smart guys. They created a system where it said, "Okay, listen, we know we are not going to be around in a couple hundred years. We know that society is going to change within that time frame. So we're going to set it up so that this constitution of ours is a living document where you can go and you can update it." as needed, add these amendments onto it so that it, um, as society changes, it can change. They basically made sure that whatever they intended was not necessarily the most important part. What, what was the most important part was in the future, what is needed is what's important. So in the end, the, the whole argument, well, the founding fathers intended this to make us do that. It's like, well, no, they intended this to do that at that time. But, but yeah, Knowing that, you know, in the well, future... Well, you can't even make the argument, though, that that they intended it to do that at that time anyway. Right. Here's the other here's the other problem though. There's one thing that everybody needs to remember about the founding fathers. Do you know what that is? They were human? They're fucking dead. <laughs> they are gone me, and they don't live that. here anymore and 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 now we have to decide how to, how to you know how we want to go forth. Who cares what the fuck they wanted? Well, well, but it's like you, you, there is a point that you know the these are documents and they and they did put things down um 
with you know they they made it malleable, sure, but the you, you can't interpret it however you want. That, that, that's fine, but the but the point is that if we decide that we want to be a Christian nation, we have the freedom to do that, no matter what the founding fathers wanted in the first place, right? But yeah. the court system that they set up to determine exactly how this stuff should be interpreted has time and time again interpreted that religious freedom is all religions. Well, I, I agree. <laughs> Which also kills the argument. But, but I just get so tired of, well, the founding fathers, we have a document. We read the document. How does the document apply? Who cares well, what their intention the was? It's like the religious prophets speak directly to God. And you know how God always tells whatever religious prophet, whatever the fuck he wants to hear, like, go fuck all the young girls or whatever right, it is. Exactly. This is exactly the same. I want to hear they're, that sermon. They're, 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 it's like prophesying. It's it really is. It's like the founding fathers intended is their brand of prophesying. Right. Listen, everybody wants to interpret what they're saying differently. You know, I'm going to throw a Thomas Jefferson quote in here. Okay. It does me no injury for my neighbor to say that there are twenty gods or no god. It neither picks my pocket nor breaks my leg. All right. It, it can break your leg depending on uh, how. <laughs> And how whole, angry well, that other religious, those it, other it, religious people are against you the, for being infidels. And the tax it depends on how they say it, I suppose. Right. It doesn't actually break your leg to say it. But then Brian Fisher says shit like this. I have written on numerous occasions that the purpose of the First Amendment, he says, was only to protect the freedom, uh, the, to protect the free exercise of the Christian faith and to, and to prevent the, uh, Election and de designation of one Christian denomination as the official church of the United States. Thank you. Oh, now what? it makes sense. Here, see, here, so here's the problem, though, is the document doesn't say that. No. Right? <laughs> no. It doesn't say that. And here's the thing is that it's – Brian Fisher's not stupid. He's an asshole. No. Now – I, I, I take back it, what it I is, said about It is his true, hair. though, that uh, that they were concerned mostly about the Christian denominations, like one, one taking over. Exactly and right. At the time, they were they were most concerned about the Christian re religion ruining this country that they created. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were trying to keep it out. We had thirteen colonies, thirteen different religions. Each colony had their own religion. Yep. Well, okay, that's not true. One colony had religious freedom. So we had 12 colonies and one that had religious freedom. Each one of those colonies had a different type of Christianity. Which one of those is Brian Fisher referring to? Well, all except for the ones that he believes in. There you go. And and isn't it odd that everybody's morality it happens to come from the Bible, but it also happens to reflect what they currently think is moral? Just like Terry just said. Just like the prophesying. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. 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 The low-informed education and activist judges, Fisher says, have warped America's understanding of the First Amendment, making them believe that the U.S. Constitution gives equal weight to all faiths. It was it was equally trying to protect us from all of them, I think. Yes. You know, yeah. and again, like they open the doors. You know, it's just so awesome. Like. They're blindsided by the fact that there are non-Christian faiths that are expecting the same rights that they have. They're always so shocked by that. Okay. Freedom this of expression incident. is important unless you're saying something that I really don't agree with. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> My strongly held religious belief is that you should shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so this incident serves as a prime example of how the gross distortion of the First Amendment is, ter- is destroying religious liberty and turning Christian liber- liter- literature into the educational equivalent of pornography. No, Christian authors are doing that. I'm just saying. It is pretty. I've got to say the Bible is pretty pornographic. Yeah. Uh, as it stands, oh, yeah. there's a lot of rape and stuff happening. Well, it. There's a lot of it, but there's not enough detail. It's right, not enough pictures either. <laughs> not enough pictures. <laughs> some some little woodcuts would be nice at <laughs> from the time. You know. I was just trying to think what the art equivalent of slash fiction is. I don't know what it is. Slash art. The something. nice thing is that, that 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 paper's thin enough that it's hard to get paper cuts. True. <laughs> yeah. But a little bit of, you know, a little bit of detail, a little bit of erotica would be nice. You know, he held her in his arms. That's right. She felt he held her down while the against her. He held his daughter down while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lot and his daughters. Oh were, my yeah. god. <laughs> it, it was the daughters who initiated it in that in that context, though, wasn't it? Well, oh yeah, yeah. They no, got they're right. the ones that got drunk and uh, and he got daddy drunk. Yep. So uh, they held him down, and yes, yet he right. was able to maintain enough of an erection, apparently, to perform adequately. So, mm. well, that must that, been be, the that bu- was because he was a, a man of God who. Right. Uh, <laughs> it was the, it was the divine penis, right? <laughs> he, he was the, he was the only good one in all of uh, Sodom. So that's right. It was like Holy Spirit was coming upon him, or upon the daughters. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys? Uh, do you guys know who Dark Matters twenty five twenty five is? No, not a clue. I th- he he is a he's a YouTuber. You should go look at the stuff that he does. And I'm pretty sure it's him who who does a lot thing. And he's in in uh and lot is eating. And he asks his daughters to pass their mother, <laughs> so he can salt his food. <laughs> she was a pillar of salt. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> You should, if you have not looked up Dark Matters, um, Dark Matter twenty five twenty five on YouTube, it's you, you. You should. You're missing oh, out. Yeah. In fact, that would be immoral not to. Yes, I will totally check it out after the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that are we done with Brian Fisher? Uh, probably not. Regretfully, <laughs> I was going to say for now. <laughs> for, for now, today. are we, are we done with it for now? Listen, the guy is not stupid. He knows what he's saying is wrong. I'm not. Yeah. We cannot give this guy a pass on this. He he knows that he's a liar. Yeah, but let's face it. He also wants to create controversy. Well, that, I mean, because if he yeah. creates controversy, then he can say people are picking on him. Persecution, yeah. right? Exactly. You can claim persecution, which which is funny because you know, I mean, he has a show. His show is as big as it is because. I think I think a lot because you know uh, Right Wing Watch replays a lot of his stuff. He gets more views from Right Wing Watch than he does his own followers. I think, <laughs> which is like, which you know. So he's got a show so that we have something to talk about, kind of. That's awesome. It's like Klingenschmidt. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. You know, it it surprises me that everybody is so surprised that that guy got elected, considering the the jurisdiction. I'm I'm I am kind of surprised that he made it through the primary. Right. But once he made it through the primary, I'm not surprised he got elected. There's no way that a Democrat was going to beat him in Colorado Springs. There's just no way. It's never happened. And it's not like it's the first religious wingnut that, you know, that has come out of Colorado Springs. In fact, most of them are. When you look back at some of the shit that they have said on the, on the, on the House floor, (laughs) I mean, the Klingenschmidt kind of is just in a line of secession here. 
This is tangentially related, but did you hear about that Nevada House? What was he, a House or Senate speaker in the state of Nevada who said some crazy thing about um, Democrats are um, leading slow-witted darkies to their side or some fucking terrible racist thing like that? Yeah. Yeah. All the more reason for people to vote for Democrats so that we don't have people like her. And now guess which – now guess who's getting persecuted in Nevada, right? He's claiming persecution because he He says it's crazy. It's out of context. Like what the fuck context is that ever appropriate? Yeah, we're cherry picking your speech, sir. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slow witted. It's it's it. It's, it's exactly. Wait, I mean, how there else is, can how else can we take that? There is no other context in which you use the word. Wait, darky. he was like, talking. He no... was talking about dark meat on chicken. You don't say darky. <laughs> you don't say. He's oh, talking about hold the. On. Dr- he, he didn't. He didn't say that uh, the majority of darkies were slow witted. He just said that the Democrats were getting the slow witted ones. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there are yeah. slow witted people in any skin color. You know. You might say he was talking about the drumstick. <laughs> nice Thanksgiving themed spin on that. <laughs> Ah, uh, no, I, I missed that. But yeah, how, how do you take that out of context? There is no There's context. no way. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Is there anything else? Well, we've got, uh, we've got the secret, no, sub, no, no, no. secret subtext of Anna Kendrick's per- no, Pitch Perfect. That we no, no, that, that goes to next week. That goes to next week. Okay. Yeah, because we're going to do, um, we're going to do some conspiracy stuff next week. That was a preview. Yes, a preview. Yes, there's a preview. Yes, Anna Kendrick, Pitch Perfect. 9-11 conspiracy connection. That's a teaser. Yeah. Sweet. And then we'll probably Tune talk next about next week. Yeah. Same skeptic time. Same skeptic hey, time. Maybe we can do an image search on that uh, uh, on that pastor kissing asses <laughs> and see if, see if there's some other context that. Right. Yeah. We're taking that out of context. We got it all wrong. We'll, we'll find some new context for it. Yeah. Yeah. See, see if we can find it where it originated. <laughs> it would be really funny to just do a cat, like do a caption, like each of us brings our own little, like three or four sentence caption to that. Right. Picture. That would be, you, you, we could all, we could all write a, a one paragraph that, that, you know, to repurpose that. Yes. Excellent. Yes. It's on. It's, it's on. on. <laughs> all right. Say good night, everybody. Good night, good night everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Share-Alike No Derivatives 3.5 License. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraitry.